Premier League season has started, and week one is in the books. Please bear with our audio this week. We're working through some technical issues. New mics, new equipment, new studio. We'll figure it out eventually. We're still down here in the Rattail Bunker and the Barbershop, and this is the Boys and Bolos podcast. Welcome back. Jeff, thank you for having me on again, for letting me back in the bunker, barbershop. I didn't let you in. Jenna let you in. My yeah, wife Jeff's white. Jeff like locks the door now. He's like, knock, knock and wait, you bum. So You're I'm late. There, like, exactly. You're late. I'm always late no matter what. But you see, I show up on time to the Chelsea game today, but I was late to the Tottenham game, which I don't think Jeff liked. Yeah. Well, it was already it was already rough. Maybe there's like a butterfly effect situation where if I had shown up on time, you guys would have won. Are you going to introduce our guest or not? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Eddie. Eddie is on with us tonight, all the way from the People's Republic of Brooklyn. Crown Heights, baby. Crown Heights, by way of Florida, a.k.a. Florida. What part of Florida? Uh, Eddie, Fort Lauderdale area. Oh, nice. Fort Lauderdale area. He's not, like, getting too specific on it, you know. Like. <laughs> yeah. It's good that you got out of there because it's getting reclaimed by the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> There's a reclaiming process. It's taking it back. It's like... Like, Florida's underwater. Why is Beckham building a stadium there? Oh, dude, totally, dude. I mean, <laughs> we like, nature's, nature's eminent domain, a.k.a. climate change, is coming for that land. You know, the government's, like, trying to take land away from Texans. They're like, oh, we got to build this wall. The Mother Nature's like, dude, Florida, you are. That's it. Rap City. So, anyways, Eddie is on tonight. Eddie, welcome to the Boys and Bowlers. Thank you for joining us all the way from Brooklyn. How are you? I'm great. I'm excited. I've been waiting for this, so. How long have you been waiting? One week. <laughs> like, Since the day you were born? Or like, he's like, man, I've been waiting to get on the boys and bolos. I got some things to say. First podcast guest experience, so I am excited. Well, it won't be your last. Maybe we'll just have Eddie Satellite every week. That'd be great. We've been looking for a third We've been looking co-host. for a third, because otherwise Jeff and I just stare at each other in a basement. His wife's upstairs like, what are you guys doing down there? Creating content, Jenna. The insulation isn't very thick. The walls aren't very thick. She can definitely hear what we're doing. Oh, right dude. Now. She's like, yeah, my, my husband's in a basement again with that guy from high school. My three-year-old daughter's starting to ask questions. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, why is Jared over here all the time? <laughs> anyway, Eddie, welcome. Today we're going to go ahead and review week one of the English Premier League. We are. We're going to re- review the first week of the new season. But first, Jared, why don't you tell us, I want to hear the origin story. You want to hear, like, the Marvel origin story? Yeah, of, like, you, how Eddie came to be. When Eddie found his power, <laughs> and I yeah. nurtured him to be, like, it was like a Padawan learner situation. Wayne what became the... Batman. Exactly, exactly. I, I found Eddie at the bottom of a well, and he was surrounded by bats. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled him out, and I said, oh, Master Wayne, don't get down. No. So Eddie and I met in, was it 2015? No, it was 20, 2015. So, yeah, 2015, because that's when I went to Turkey. I, I took that class. Right, that summer, that summer. So I was Eddie's TA in nice. grad school and soccer coach. I got two practices in one game. Mind you, I didn't play that game. Thank you, coach. Um, Facts. <laughs> but Javi was my coach for two practices in one game. He also knows me as Javi. See, this is like my underground right. name. Jared. Oh, sorry, Jared. No, you're good. You're good. Well, that won't be edited out. People are like, yo, this dude's this dude's real real in the streets. He's got two names. The guy's got like six names. Took me to Latin America so much. I'm one of them. Jared yeah. Javi. Exactly. So that's the thing. Eddie and I have traveled to Guatemala, Colombia extensively. And in Latin America, people do know me as Javi because Jared is impronounceable, essentially, right. for Hispanics. But I, yeah, Eddie was my, Eddie was, uh, he joined the team in 2015. That was my last 
year coaching as a grad student, essentially, at the new school. Whose mascot, by the way, Jeff, you know the mascot, right? It's, uh, is it like a book? Jesus, guy. It's a, is it Look, like he's a doing it right now. Get your horns up, dude. Narwhal. It's a horn? It's a narwhal. Oh, it's Narwhal. Oh, you have a Narwhal shirt. That's I have the, the Narwhal connection. shirt. Yeah, everyone's it. like, that guy's a serious hippie. He works. <laughs> he worries about Arctic whales. I'm like, no, that's my team. I, I rep. I rep. But Jeff is right. I wouldn't blame him for bla- for saying book. <laughs> the encyclopedias. <laughs> Anyways, that's how we met. It was a wild time, and since Eddie and I have we traveled to Guatemala. I don't think we played any pickup in Guatemala, but we played pickup a couple times in Colombia. We never, we've never played on the same. We've we played pickup, but we've never played on the same team, and I'm still pissed about that. Yeah, that's so. What we were we were playing pickup in Colombia, and they saw us. They're like, "Oh, we got to divide up the gringos." Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I played with Jarrett on the same team for four years. Not that good. Not that not exciting. impressive. Not that exciting. Not impressive. <laughs> if I were a Premier League player, I'm like Berg. I'm like Bergwin. Like you buy him for a lot, but then you're like, yeah. I do have to say, you st- remained uninjured all. High school, High school I was good. College, good. college got it different. Started getting dicey, in and now it's just like <laughs> as long as I can run longer than all the other players, I'll score a bunch of goals at the end of the game. Because like in an over thirties league, it's like there's just some guy out there. Yeah, Jarrett and I played in high school, same team, four years. Uh, we never played club on the same club team together. No, we never played club because we were from two like fairly distant towns. Yeah, and then by the time I was like ready to play club in like the North Shore and be really involved in that North Shore scene, we just were on two different. Like club teams. Two different planets. Yeah. Well, hard pivot. Because I think our club teams are comparable to some of the stuff I saw in the Prem this week. So where do you want to start? We're either a defender or a striker, Jeff. I I was all over the field, honestly, <laughs> in high school. <laughs> I, he was all over. You were given like a free reign, like Erickson on Spurs? Or what do you mean? No, no, no. I mean, like they, uh, I was fast. So like sometimes they, they threw me in at striker. I was fast, but had little ball skills. So sometimes they put me in at like outside midfield. It, it was like a Adama Triori situation. It was a Triori situation. He's where totally like, like when I remember last year, he's like, "That could have been me if I cared." And I was like, "All right, maybe it's true." So it's true. I mean, I didn't Jeff, care. Jeff was super fast. I've never played with a faster over however many feet you want. Like so fast, so fast. Very little ball skills. Very few. Yeah, I had a few, not a lot. How much or or a few in this? analogy i mean i like made the varsity team true, like true. You know, I, I never like didn't make a team that's true you never didn't make a team i i always like made the uh, i always like made the travel team i was like when i tried out for a club team the only club team i didn't make was the club team you were on fun fact really yeah i tried out for sons one summer or spring or whatever it was i didn't cut it do you know what sons stand for sorry eddie we're going off on a soccer long union of the north shore soccer union of the north shore fun fact for for all the local North Shore listeners, Suns doesn't exist anymore. I still have my Suns jersey. No, I don't like no nothing, nothing exists. Aztecs, but like no leagues or anything. Like Maple doesn't exist. And all that. Maple doesn't exist. No. Nope. Anyway, so let's get back to the prem. We're, we're going hard back. <laughs> Jeff and I are about to go down a weird high school rabbit hole. We'll start off with Jeff's favorite team, no doubt. Hashtag Arsenal. They beat Fulham three nothing. And the only thing I'll say notable about this game is that William had two freaking assists. That's it. As a Chelsea fan, that was hard to see, but good for him. Eddie, you want to add anything? You can, you can pass. I you didn't watch pass. the game, but I am so proud of myself for getting Obama Yang and Harry Kane on my fantasy team. Yo, facts. I'm just like, because I know Obama Yang is a goal, like he's a goal waiting to happen. But Jeff, don't worry. Arsenal will find a way to blow it. That's what they've been doing the past 10 years. Okay, relax. Like Man. Arteta does give them some hope. He is competent. And even though he doesn't have managerial experience, 
is just I, I like the owners of Arsenal are not in this for like winning the Champions League. They're in it to be in the Champions League. Wow. Eddie, that is so facts. Like underneath the Champions League crest, it's like happy to be here. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't the, there's been reports of like the owners are like they're just worried about their bottom line. They don't care about like if Arteta finishes in the top four, it's going to get interesting to see if they actually help him invest in the team. But Yeah, I I actually heard some disparaging stories about the owners during COVID at Arsenal where they like let go of a bunch of like support staff. Real scummy stuff that just rubbed me the wrong way. Some serious Arsenal like... Yeah, Jeff sh- just shared that article and we read it. And I think, that that's, I think that that's one thing that we do forget and that we have to keep in check is that this is a business. Right. It is strictly a corporate essential business. And if you're not winning, people get fired, period. Right. If you're not producing, they get fired. So when they don't make the Champions League last season and they finish fairly high, I think, what, what did they finish, seventh? Eighth. Eighth? Mm-hmm. Heads roll. That's that's kind of it. So, But, yeah, they won 3 nothing. Crystal Palace game, one nothing. I don't remember. I think we both called Crystal Palace winning. I don't remember the scores we both predicted. I think I might even call a 1-1 draw. A 1-1 draw? Yeah. Then we had Newcastle. Beating West Ham 2-0, and Newcastle looked good. And I know that Eddie is a fan <laughs> of the Castle of New. So, Eddie, you want to you speak on this? Were you able to see were – you, were, you were you able to catch any of this game? I saw the Crystal Palace Southampton. I did not watch the West Ham-Newcastle. But it, this is – Newcastle is like – it's the first game of the season, so I'm not going to get too excited. They did get – surprisingly, Mike Ashley somehow let – the team get by some quality players. Colin Wilson from we used to be on Bournemouth or something. Yeah, Colin Wilson is nice, and we're gonna talk a little bit about fantasy at the end. But Colin Wilson on fantasy like two years ago, that was fire because he was so undervalued, and he scored like 10, 12 goals, had like six or seven assists on like you know seven million dollar striker. So Colin Wilson is nice. Yeah, I expect Newcastle to like fight to stay out of relegation, like around December. Really. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll see. It's just I'm I'm not gonna get too hyped up. Um, the reason why Javi was kind of making fun of me, Jeff, is because like I'm one of those kids. Because one of the things that always stays with me with Javi, like when I tell him how I grew up versus how he grew up, he grew up like his parents wanted him to be outdoorsy. My parents are the complete opposite. Dude, this is his origin story right here. This is my man's origin story. They put a computer and a TV in my room. I was indoctrinated with like FIFA and PlayStation. And so when I was playing FIFA, I would never get the big team. So Newcastle was always the teams that I picked because I could start from scratch and get like Messi or somebody crazy on Newcastle. So that was the exciting part for me. So, but like Man City is my official Premier League team. And then Newcastle was like my, I want to see them do well team. So I get it. I, I hear that. So Eddie has like his like Midtown Manhattan team, and then he has like <laughs> his Bay Ridge team. I see you, Eddie. I see you. <laughs> He's got his slumming on the weekends down in the tune with Newcastle. You gotta have a side chick. You gotta have a side chick. Oh my God, Newcastle's Eddie's side chick. <laughs> well, I feel like this year Tottenham—they're like my my top, right? I'm always rooting for Tottenham. Oh, is Wolves your side chick? They were last season. Who's your new side? It changes chick? all the time. Like for me, that that side chick is on is always changing around. Ooh, the side chick this ooh. season is Leeds. Does she know that? I mean, do you like yo? Bielsa, I follow them on IG. Good. Follow yeah, you them follow IG. them on IG exactly. <laughs> that is that is, to be a side chick, you must follow them on the gram. Yeah, on the gram. Yeah. And I I follow them on Facebook, Newcastle. There you go. Damn, 
I don't really have that situation. I'm just Chelsea. Well, you know what? Actually, I do. I do have a new side chick, and I'll talk about that later. Someone's not going to be I'm excited to hear that. Do we want to talk about Liverpool and Leeds, or we want to talk about... Yeah, let's talk about Liverpool and Leeds, because I thought that that was... uh, I mean, anytime there's seven goals on day one between a a team that just came up and the champion, you got to talk about it. I left the room. I came back five minutes into the game, and the score was... One nothing Liverpool, and I think it was a. This was the penalty. A penalty, a handball in the box. Yeah, I was like, this is a bad start for Leeds. I expected it to be a little closer for like the first twenty minutes. I thought it'd be like pretty close, and then Liverpool would pull away, just because they're class. But Eddie, what do you think about this game? Here, the first thing I'm going to say is, and that's something like I think a few people have talked about. The main reason why I think Liverpool's not going to win the league is not even because of the fixtures. Is just like they're losing a huge advantage with an empty stadium. Anfield is one of the craziest stadiums and not only in the premier league, but on the planet, like Bar- one of the reasons why Barca choked that game, that the game, Javi. He's right. I haven't thought about it, but Eddie. Eddie's so right. Anfield used to be the fortress. I mean, they haven't lost there in a long time. You can still say that, but it was a fortress, and you wouldn't even want to go in there. And I feel like Messi had a quote about how uncomfortable he felt in there after they lost 4 nothing at home. He's like, dude, like, I, I don't even know what to do. It was so loud on that corner kick when they took it short to Origi for the fourth goal so they can go in the next round. So they go to the final, excuse me. The Barcelona players apparently couldn't even hear themselves trying to like organize for the corner. Yeah. I don't think Leeds scores as much as they do if Anfield was packed the day before. The thing that struck me about that game was that Leeds scored three straight-up goals. They yeah, were, like open play. The open play goals. And Liverpool needed two penalties. And, and a worldie. And from, a worldie from, from Salah. Salah. Yeah, That's that was not, upper 90. Ugh. That was – nobody he, was going to save that. He's just not hitting that every day. You know what I mean? Like, he took that – laces Perfect. through the ball. Jeff and I were like – Roma Salah does not score a goal like that. Yo, my guy, Chelsea Salah doesn't score goals. Chelsea Salah, Chelsea De Bruyne, and Chelsea Lukaku, something in the water at Stamford Bridge. Because those guys, like, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to get sad. <laughs> you mad, bro? <laughs> I'm going to get sad. I'm in my feelings. Leeds, for me, they came out and they played exactly the way they've been playing the championship, just kind of steamrolling opponents. They had the only two differences in their lineup between the, what they played in the championship was basically the reasons why they tied that game. Co- coach... The, the defender had one of the penalties, and Rodrigo caused one of the other penalties. Like, so it was like well, he gave up. He gave up the fourth penalty in yeah. the 85th minute to basically allow. So Cock allow- had the handball, and then Rodrigo had the penalty. And so the two guys that came in as their signings caused them. So <laughs> they deserved, honestly, the way they played against Liverpool. They deserved to tie that game. I don't know if they deserved to win, but they deserved to tie that game. So Liverpool's lucky. This being your side chick deserved to tie the game. No, just deserved as like a as a new team that you're right came into Anfield. Even the fans deserved that result, like just that yeah. type of game. As a neutral, it was awesome to watch because it was goal after goal after goal, and I believe it was the first goal. Maybe it was the second goal. It was the one where they brought it up. No, it was the one where Jack Harrison might have been Jack Harrison brought it in from yes. the wing. Yep. Scored from the 18. Yeah, he hit a 70-yard ball on a dime. He takes it down, flips it over the guy, brings it inside, opens his hip so Allison can't sneak one way or the other. 
and then just slots it near post. The best part was that, that was that just class. Literally, I was le- the second before that play happened. I was like, Kelvin Phillips. Kelvin Phillips, exactly. Kelvin Phillips, uh, yeah, yeah, got went to the national team, and then he fucking puts the ball in a dime. Jeff literally says that guy's had a good. He, we're we're talking over the game. He's like, that guy's been like playing really well. He got a call up. Not many like guys from who are coming up from the championship into the prem get call up to the England national team, especially with the numbers they have now, which are ridiculous. But and they don't have a really like five-star midfield <laughs> well they got henderson they got they don't have a 10 and maybe phil honestly yeah maybe he's like the wheel and deal because as jeff said that he puts his foot through the ball 70 yard dime he takes it down to come inside he looks like sterling or you know like any solid wing he looks like you know leroy sane and it was just like holy shit the thing that i think leeds didn't have which i would expect a team to have coming up from the championship minus leeds because they have bielsa and they have ballers they didn't have any fear going into Anfield. No. Like they went down a goal, and it was like, all right, whatever, we're going to put the ball back. And normally a team, Fulham, they go down. They just start to crumble. They just – the wheels come off the bus so easy. Your heads drop. You're like, well, they're better than us. That overall sentiment. But Leeds made it competitive the entire time. And if anything, for me, neither Jeff nor I have Liverpool in our top four this year, and I was feeling good after this game. Championship team coming up to Anfield scoring three goals when you only score two penalties. One of them was given you in the 85th minute. Liverpool is worried. Klopp is a realist. He knows what's what. Let me elaborate on Leeds and why they're actually legit is because those players have stuck with Bielsa for the last two seasons. They're not they didn't jump ship once they didn't get back into the Premier League after their they came close a couple seasons ago. Those players are legit. And the management is legit, and they're paying all those guys pretty decent money. They have good supporters. Once people come back into the stadium, Ellen Road's going to be a, a hard place to play. They're going to pack that stadium against Brighton, against West Brom, against the low-level teams. They don't give a shit. They just care that they're in the premiership. And they're not going to get demoted. I, they're not going to get relegated this year. At least mid-table. They're, at least mid-table. They're not going to make. They're not going to challenge for like a Europa League spot, but they're a team that's going to, like Jared said last pod, they're going to steal points from top six teams here and there, and they're going to ruin some people's day. That's what they're going to do. As a Chelsea fan, when Leeds comes to town, I'm not <laughs> excited because <laughs> that's just... Ugh. Anyway, you want to go on to West Brom, Leicester? I got to eat my words with Leicester a little bit. I, th- I thought they'd win, but Vardy scoring two goals was... Um, I said that, that he'd be on the double, but I didn't see that they would have a shutout. That was surprising to me. So I mean, Eddie, they, they had a shutout. So, me. Eddie, to elaborate on that, where do you think Leicester's going to finish this year? In the table they had like right after the restart their form was I, I was like yeah Lester right before they played I was like yeah Lester's got the top four in the bag and they were just horrible horrendous and so I was surprised that they won their the first game because it's like I feel like the season's not over this is just like a continuation so I'm like maybe the form will carry over so the win was surprising but this might be <laughs> we said it last year and the year before but this might be Vardy's last Last 20, 25 goal push minimum. He's off to an amazing start. My G's 18 away from 20, and he played one goal. He played one game. We say it every year the past three years, but, like, if if it's just like Arsenal, when if, if they have Obama, they have a chance. So Leicester has a chance with, with Vardy. They're going to finish in the top six, I feel. They're one Vardy injury away from being mediocre. That is for sure. Um, I forget. Was it a Liverpool game? Um, Vardy was injured. Yeah, I think they. It was either like, but yeah, without Vardy, they're they're a mid like 
bottom table team, kind of. Without Vardy, totally. We we think without Vardy, they're 12 to 16. Depending upon how other things go, they're even looking at relegation. I know people will think that that's wild, but I don't think it is. When you take that many goals out of that team. And their goals is going through him. I mean, yeah. My totally. issue with Leicester, right, is that, okay, so they're like one of those swan song teams that they won the Premier League a couple of years ago with like just like an average team that, you know, gelled well together. But they're selling players that have high value, right? And we know, we talk about this all the time, where you can buy goals in the Premier League, right? You can basically spend money. You can spend 30, 40 million euros and get 10, 12, 15 goals, right? Where are they spending that money? Where is that money going? It's not going back into the team, is it? Am I missing something here with Leicester? I feel like King Power was doing a remodel of their stadium. And I wonder if it's going there. Because I I believe I saw like an op-ed that was talking about how Leicester really wants to be, not just like win it and then kind of sit back and then fight for like championship. They want to be a top club and their owner was really pushing for that. And they almost kind of like, they rose to power too quickly. They got... They got their powers too early. They're, they're kind of like a Freddie Adu. Freddie Adu at 14, everyone thought was going to be a god. By the time he was 17, 18, he was forgotten. And so Leicester come up, they win the Premier League, and they have what at the time is a perceived man team, but they have N'Golo Kante in the middle, Riyad Mahrez, Vardy, Drinkwater was playing crazily well. They had some serious pieces on that team. Uh, Schmeichel, never mind, had like an amazing season, probably overachieved that season as a goalie. But I think that they're trying to remodel their stadium, and so I wonder if they're just trying to be fiscally conservative, do that, and then maybe at the end of that sell Vardy to MLS, get a shit ton of money, and I then don't I don't know. know. How I, I, I don't get it either. Because you sell Chilwell for $50 million, and you bring in a player for $20 million, you're not getting it back. Like You're not getting back that quality. So like, what are you doing? I what are you saying to, your, to the manager, and what are you saying to your, your players when you're selling some of your best defenders and then bring in you're not bringing in better players like if say okay say they sell Chilwell and they bring in a 40 million dollar offensive player to back up Vardy then maybe yeah that's justified they bring in Castagne who's Atalanta he's a solid defender he's not Chilwell I don't know how that's sustainable to win you more Premier League games I don't understand and and Vardy's a year older maybe it does doesn't need a 200 million pound war chest like from all the players that Javi just named Ria- Mares, Conte drink water, that's at least 50 million average for each of those players. I never thought about that, but Eddie's right. I mean, they just have like a war chest of money. But once again, maybe it's not that they're worried about winning games. They just don't want to lose games. They want to stay minorly relative and just stay fiscally. Get that Premier League money. Yeah. Yeah. They want to just stay healthy as a Premier League team and not be in debt. There are very few teams. And that's the one thing I will give to Arsenal. Their board, maybe their owner, you got to ask some questions, but they're always doing really well in the financials and they always overachieve. They money ball. They always overachieve with the players they have. Champions League money is big money. All right. So if you're going to get the, the fact that they didn't get top four was probably very financially significant for that club. Right. Especially because they essentially had top four for 97 percent of the season. Correct. And so you go to the off season. And you go to the transfer market and you say, how can we improve this club to make top four? They didn't do that. And as far as I can tell, they did not do that. Let's tweet at them. I mean, the more competition, the better. I right. don't mind. Like if Newcastle all of a sudden gets a new owner and they can buy ballers and bring them to the Premier League, it only helps the product. Right. 
it only helps the Premier League to be able to hopefully be more competitive and then do better in Europe, get more spots, et cetera, et cetera, the long game. It's just going to be interesting to see what they do because you're both right. They have some money that they're not spending or they're investing in things that we're just not seeing. And maybe their five-year goal is to build that stadium up, build up the king power. COVID happens, and they're just kind of like, crap, what do we do? Based on this topic, it's like maybe this is good that they've been storing that money because with COVID, there's a lot of clubs suffering financially right now. That's that's totally true. And and Eddie's right. Like, If you look at the Premier League, they're not – yeah, they won, and I'm sure they got some fan fandom, but like they're not a team – like Chelsea, who's like, all right, we know that when we change Pulisic's number from 22 to 10, we're going to sell $2 million of jerseys globally. Yep. They just don't have that type of brand recognition around the globe. So they do need to be a little bit more fiscally responsive if they're not bringing, if they're not getting that, that gate revenue. And right now, as Eddie's saying, like so many teams are definitely, I mean, we can transition right now and talk about Tottenham. Tottenham has a billion dollar stadium they just invested in, and now the seats are empty. They also created that partnership with the NFL. And I don't know if that's going to happen. Gange, I, I, I like that deal. That that was like, because that's like counter to Arsenal's like Highbury to Emirates. Like, because that NFL money is, that, I think that was a smart, smart thing to do on Tottenham's point. But with COVID, like you said, it's kind of like, what are you going to do? COVID messes it up because I don't even think the UK is going to be like, yeah, let's have all these people on US passports come in. Like, that's just not going to work. And then what it's going to do is it's going to draw other people who are NFL fans from Europe now coming into the UK and the geopolitics of them no longer being part of Europe. Visas, whatever that looks like, COVID, very interesting to see. And Tottenham had their first game this week. I think Jeff watched it. I can't tell. Jeff, Mourinho needs to go before November for you guys to have a chance. Ooh, hot take. I love that take. You like that take? Look, Mourinho is great for quotes. He's great for Jeff, like Instagram don't content. Jose. Don't call him Jose. Put some respect. Jose on his is name. great for quotes. He's great for Instagram content. But let me tell you, the only reason I disagree with you is because they were the best team after Project Restart, pretty much. I mean, they lost one game. That's it. They got into a Europa League spot because of their post-COVID play, and I will chalk that up to Son and Kane actually being healthy and scoring, being able to score goals. Kane looked a little slow the first couple games, but he, he, he scored and came back to form. And Son, of course, is fire all the time. Has Kane ever looked fast? No, but just some, he just looked a off. general He looked interest off question. the first couple games after. But anyway. Reiner, by the way, Son is like my second favorite player to watch. Oh, he's, he's fire, dude. Those are two amazing players to watch, yeah. My question to you, if Jose goes... If he's fired, if they have like a poor, very poor start, if he, if they have a Pochentino start like they did last season, who who's going to step in? Who's the manager? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that question. I just know history with Mourinho. That's that's all I know is what is this? Would this this wouldn't be his third season? But he just he he doesn't like. He's the antithesis of. Guardiola and Klopp. He enjoys being the Grinch. He he enjoys that. He loves just he played like his and I know I don't know how how he feel I don't know how you feel about Mourinho. He's won the title two different stints and won the title. Like he threw the team under the bus after like the team like there, there's a lot of fatigue in play. Like there's they had Son and Kane was out last season for like the the last two months or something. And then I think 
after COVID, they they were playing together. But like this team is kind of like has they're not going to hit their gear until like probably November or something. And even then, it's how how are they going to deal with Mourinho's Mourinho? So the problem I saw with that game was the uh, substitution choices that that happened at halftime, pulling Delhi out. And I'm not a Delhi. I'm not like a Delhi fan. I don't think Delhi is like the best player in the field. I don't think he he's another Theo Walcott. Yeah, he's he's very. He does. He hasn't lived up to his expectations. That's dirty, Theo Walcott. No, but he. It's true. Like he, he'll score like a a crazy goal, and then he'll like be invisible for like the next game. He had a couple chances in the first half. He should have been given at least fifteen minutes in that second half. And when he got subbed out for Sissoko, I thought that was a huge mistake. I thought they should have given him fifteen minutes. They should have given, they should have given that team fifteen or twenty minutes to try to score another goal with what they were doing in the first half because there was a f- Pickford made some good saves in that first half and it could have been easily one nothing going into that first half. I just think that was a really rash decision. I think bringing on Bergwin was maybe a, like a decision to maybe create a spark and then bringing on Ndombele was a horrible substitution cuz he looked he looked terrible out there. He looked like he, he blame was for that though. Who do we blame for that, Jeff? What do you mean? Who do we blame for that? Jose. Me, I, Eddie. I was like, "Who's Jeff gonna blame for this, dude? I'm, you gonna blame?" Like Indomale, since he came in the club, has been horrible. Horrible. He's barely he barely started playing, and Mourinho was already like, "I don't know why we got this player. This is not my player. I don't know why we got him." <laughs> why is he playing? Why is he playing? Does he not have Lo Celso or Lamella on the bench? They're two players that are not great, but they can at least like try to like dribble through a couple past a couple guys. Like they're not going to give you anything defensively, but they're going to at least try to dribble past a couple guys and do something. It's mind-boggling to me. It's like he forgot that there was only three subs. It's like he put the three subs on, and then some assistant was like, "Oh, we only have we only have three subs now. The rule has changed." And he's like, "Shit!" Exactly. He just needs something else to complain about. But I was reading somewhere, Jeff, and I didn't notice this, but like. Pierre-Emil Horberg, I'm butchering his name, but he's the first true defensive midfielder Tottenham's had since, like, Wanyama or something. That is that is 110% true. And Tottenham is just, they don't have, a, they don't have the guy who's going to sit there and hold and break up play, nor do they have the 10 who's going to pick a pass. And this is the problem. And what Jeff is so right about their subs, because if you're going to take off Delhi, that's when you put in Bergwin, a like for like. But then he puts in Sissoko. Which makes no sense. Sissoko's not an offensive guy. And then he takes off Harry Winks, who would have been a like-for-like like with Sissoko, kind of a holder, a lying, you know, a deeper-lying midfielder, and then puts in Bergwin. So I truly wonder if he, like, didn't know there wasn't five subs. Did he, like, put in the last <laughs> sub? He put in Dombele, and he's like, Lamella, get warm. Lamella's like, coach, for the next game? What are you talking about, yeah. my guy? But here's my thing with Mourinho. Eddie asked about Mourinho. Mourinho is like the Steve Bannon of soccer. He's a great tactician. He'll set you up. But if it doesn't work out, he out. he just like ghosts. He yeah. vanishes. His next job is either PSG or Inter. You heard it here first. Ooh, back to Inter. That's his last his last big job. He has one last big job because he's not going to be at Tottenham this time next year. He's not going to be at Tottenham. So I think his last his next big job and last big job is either going to be Inter. Like if if um, Conte doesn't do well with them this season somehow. Either Inter or if Tuchel. It depends on like how Tuchel and Conte do with Inter and PSG, respectively, I think. If Tottenham make the top four 
as Jeff has Nostradamus, though, he will be with Tottenham. There will be a statue out front of the new stadium of Jose's. Of, what would the statue be of him sliding like on his yeah. four thousand dollars suit? It would be on his his knees doing the. Uh, yeah, with like his, his fists raised. Jose's an interesting character. I just think his, as you said, like it's not his third year because like normally his third year, that's when he just totally leaves, and he normally leaves the club worse than the way he found it which was the way he left Chelsea the second time, not the first time. Clearly, there was a conversation on the board where he wasn't involved, where it's like, eh, do we kind of do away with Jose or not? We're going to give him a season because, as Jeff and I talk about, he hasn't had a full season without insane injuries. See the Amazon Prime documentary that Jeff and I have been watching. So we're going to give him a season. He's got a season. He's Jose. If anything, he'll bring us – he will bring us. He attracts players, if nothing else. Players will be like, yeah, I want to go play for Jose Mourinho in this nice new stadium. However, if that doesn't work out – then the question is, then who do we bring in? There's just not a lot of like top coaches out there right now. And Tottenham, with what the project they're trying to do, they only want to attract top talent. So maybe Inter and Tottenham would do like a coaching switch and bring Conte back to the Premier League because he did well with Chelsea. Conte at, at Tottenham. I mean, I mean that's who, better than Mourinho. That's better than having Mourinho, in my opinion. But Mourinho, what, what's Mourinho? I haven't come up. He's a Steve Bannon of soccer. That's my take. You heard it here, people. I would say more Roger Stone, because Roger Stone had a lot to do with... Yeah, but Mourinho wouldn't have a tattoo on his back. He's not like that. Mourinho (laughs) would wear two pop collars, dark pop collars in an interview, like Steve Bannon. And you wouldn't even question. be like, yeah, that's Mourinho. Let's go back to the game, because it's only one game. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Oh, yeah. We haven't even talked about the specifics of the game. Yeah, the game was one nothing. Everton. They scored on a free kick. Ooh, the controversy. Yeah, it was a little controversial. I mean... The foul happened about closer to the midfield line than the 30-yard box, but they, but somehow they got the it set up like basically like a freaking corner kick, and they were able to just curl the ball right at the top of the box. And Eddie, have you seen the have you seen like the memes from this? It's literally 15 yards of of difference between where the foul happened and where they put the ball. So the ball got put got put up like 15 yards ahead of where the foul occurred. If you see it visually, it's a huge difference. Like. The ability of that player to cross the ball basically into the box is far diminished if they're set up at the right spot. Yeah, it was pretty wild. The Martin Atkinson, Mr. Martin Atkinson, I don't know that he knew that the the Premier League had started because it had, and he just like had a brain fart. And the crazy thing is Josie the entire time was complaining about the officiating, and he was also like, hey, you've moved that ball way too far, and they let it go on. But moving that ball up changes the trajectory, changes the entire play, the way you line up your defense. It makes you just a lot more susceptible to that cross. And that's, you know, the Premier League is all about just moments and lapses it's, and it's everything. It's literally like it's, it's like millimeters. small It's the details. Yeah. It's the, the details. details. Kobe, RIP. Kobe, I knew I was going to say that. I knew you were Kobe. Well, one thing I brought up was that was the post post match interview with with Jose, and he he's spot on. You know, he's the only he's one of the only managers in the Premier League who will say that was fucking bullshit, man. That was, that was bullshit. <laughs> he's like these things matter. Like VAR matters, refing matters. It it changes the outcomes of games, and Jose just doesn't give a shit. First of all, first of all, he when when he came in the league, oh four oh five, he was insane about the refs insane and this is also at a time too when alex ferguson was highly critical of the refs as well alex ferguson had actually like a pot to piss in because he was alex he was sir alex ferguson jose Mourinho was just a younger dude who just won the champions league with porto beat manchester united in the semis to go to the final thought he was the shit 
whatever still holds that. But but coaches these days are a lot more diplomatic, and I think with VAR they've become a lot more laissez-faire, and we're gonna trust in the process. But I absolutely think that Jose's right to question bullshit if there's bullshit, and moving that ball up was bullshit. Refs call it back all the time. Also, it's not a VAR-able offense, right? And so there's no VAR involved there. And the fact that he came out and was like, "Yeah, it matters." The the spot of the ball where like for a free kick makes a difference. Spot on, man. Like you're you're not going to see Klopp complain about that. You're not. Jose will miss four to five games in the Premier League this year for conduct, and I'm excited about it because when you do that, you just pump the shit out of your team. Whenever you create a situation where it's like they don't want us to win, if they, the players. I think they do. I think they respect him. I don't know if they like him, but I think they respect him and they respect what he's trying to do. I don't think, honestly, the reason why Delhi came out wasn't an injury situation. It was haircut. His well, he has a, he's got interesting haircut, mustache, go facial hair now. It looks yeah, weird. It's weird. But I think Delhi and him don't really get along. Jose calls him out in this bullshit, and that's maybe why he came out in the first half. He was like, "Yo, you're playing like shit." Yeah, I think he came out more as a statement rather than a tactical piece, which is yeah. not good. Because taking a guy out at halftime, you just don't see. You, you let him play to 60. you got to give him the extra 15. It's, if it, anything, it's demoralizing, and it sends the wrong message to the team when your starting 11 is, is getting pulled first half. Totally. Yeah. But let's move on, because otherwise we're going to stay in this Jose Tottenham hole. Yeah, it's a black hole. It's a black hole. So Sheffield lost today to nothing to Wolves. Wolves looked good. I like that. Solid. Solid. And then Chelsea won 3-1 to one without Christian Pulisic, who I thought was going to start. Kepa started. Jeff and I were counting. We're like, all right, shot on goal. Kepa had a nice save. Next shot goal, because he literally lets in 50% of shots. It shots went on right goal. under him, right? It went like... Yeah. Dude, he, he just fell asleep. Like, there are high school... Excuse me. There are high school and college goalies who just would have tipped that wide in, in the United States. NCAA D1, for sure. It wasn't... It was a good shot. Like, it was a good shot. But Kepa's just... Not a goalie. I, I, it's shocking to me that we're at week one in this new season, and I have still have to talk about this this clown. He's a jamoke, dude. Jared and I were, were talking before the match, and I, I think I texted you or called you the, what, what the lineup was going to be, and it was so wildly different from what I thought this what this Chelsea lineup was going to be that I was like very worried, right? So they got Zuma playing center back. They got Christensen in there. Jorginho? Oh, Jorginho. Oh. We, we've talked about Jorginho. Yeah, Eddie. What could, were your thoughts about this game? Yeah, so, tell, tell me about this game. Break it down. Like, do a do like a haiku or something. What was it? Did it brutal. pull your heartstrings? I saw the highlights. So, yeah, I wanted I'm, – I'm glad we're talking about Chelsea now. And I saw the highlights and I was like – because this was um, Brighton. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They, there were a lot of highlights of Brighton attacking. <laughs> That's a, but it was true. For the first – I think for the first, first 60 minutes of this game, looked like it could go either way. <laughs> <laughs> my guy first 60 i'd say first 80 you called it you said this season it's gonna be because we were talking about it, it's like chelsea's gonna win a lot of three two there's gonna be a lot of liverpool leads for chelsea <laughs> there's totally dude we're just gonna be we this is a rocky balboa situation we're just gonna get one more punch than the other guy it is gonna be ugly chelsea if chelsea win the league we will be the first team to win the league with like a crazy Lampard at that point. Yeah, with like a very small goal differential. Normally the goal differential is like 25, 20, 20, 22 to 30 goals. We could win the league with like 10 goals just because we have going forward Timo Werner, Pulisic, Ziyech, Havertz, Conte sitting behind cleaning up the trash. 
We just signed Mendy, I believe, in goal, and he's probably going through medical and doing quarantine stuff. It's going to be an interesting season. I'm glad we won this game, but Jeff said 60 minutes. My guy, 80 minutes. It could have gone either way for 80 minutes because at any moment, you got the Zuma factor. You got Kepa factor. Christensen, I actually like Christensen. I think he's nice. Reese James is a younger dude. As Pilly comes on at the end, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. If you're watching Chelsea, Chelsea's going to be the most, I'm going to make this statement, Chelsea will be the most fun team to watch this year as a United States English Premier League fan because of Pulisic, and I think he's going to have a phenomenal season. And also because it's going to be like some mix between Sunday League and Man City on their like 100 points because it just could be a shit show. I was just going to say, it's going to be like Man City, but like when they first bought Claudio Bravo, and that back four was old. It was like everyone in their back four was like over yeah, 30. Yeah, they had Zabaleta and the dude was like 90. And com- company was getting up in age. And, and um, they, what, who's the Argentinian guy? Um, Zabaleta. Not, not, not just Zabaleta, but I forgot his name. Oh, Mendy? No, no. There was another Argentinian guy. I can't remember his name right now, but I will. Well, Chelsea fans, I won't. I don't think it's anything to get worried about. Silva didn't play. Chilwell didn't play. Pulisic shouldn't play. I like Chelsea. I want Chelsea because obviously I made the prediction Chelsea's going to win the league. I think they have what it takes. I think they have they're deep enough if they don't sell anybody, if they don't get desperate to to make a run at City. Chelsea has, and I'll say this, and people will disagree. Chelsea has the deepest bench in England. You have Tommy Abraham coming off now. He's not starting. You have Mason Mount potentially not starting, depending upon what it looks like. You have Hudson Odoi, who even though I think they should sell him at a loss. He's a young talent with skill and speed. They have a very – they just have a lot of weapons going I mean, forward. And they can – what it is is we, we can ride an injury or two and yeah. still be competitive because this team today – this team today could have played Liverpool that Leeds played and lost 4-3, to three, which is saying something. Because you add in Ziyech and you add in uh, – for me, I'm just so excited. Seeing Pulisic play a full season with the trust of the manager in the 10 role – or with the 10 number, not in the 10 roll, it's going to be fucking fire. How many weeks you, away is he? You don't want to miss this. I, I'm not sure. Because I, I we're forgot. playing Liverpool next. so I had forgotten that he had gotten a hamstring injury in the FA Cup game. Yeah. I, I forgot. I, I too had forgotten. But let's get, back let's get right into the predictions. I was so mad when you guys got ZS, though, because he's, 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 he's super nice. A couple Champions League games with him and I. Oh, my God. He's, he's nice. He's super nice. So, yeah, like I said, Chilwell, mm-hmm. <laughs> Silva, ZH. They're gonna be. Werner, they're gonna be Havertz, Mendy. You're finishing in second or third if if you're not winning the league. Right. We're we're in top four. If we aren't in top four, oh, I don't even know what Lampard's happens. Lampard's gone. Oh, let me let me say one thing, and before we get we we move on, is that Jarrett sent me a uh, interview with Lampard, and he and he talked a little bit about, and he kind of said this offhand, and it was a little disturbing to me. Was he said that? We're done with the whole bring players up from the academy. Thing. He said we didn't. We don't want to be an academy club. I we don't believe. want to be an academy club. And Chelsea's and never been. So, so. That, that's my. I agree with that. They've never. They never, they never have been. Not and okay, in the last fifteen years. He felt. He feels like because because they couldn't sign some players, they had to they had to bring up a few guys from the academy. You always need to have a few guys from the academy. That's the business model of the Premier League. What are you talking about, Lampard? Don't say things like that because then people will pick up on it. You don't do well. They're going to say, well, you didn't bring players out from the academy. You don't have any young talent. And you're going to get fired. You're going to get sacked. So he better do well because he's going to get sacked. It doesn't matter if you're like the, the best Chelsea player ever to have donned the blue jersey. 
you are going to get sacked if you do not keep them in the top four. Also a prediction, Audi. I don't think Lampard is there next season. Whoa. Oh, dude, he's got hot takes. These are some hot takes. I like it. Hashtag like hot it. takes. Not even, like, not even for the shock value. It's just like. Not even, I'm not even saying this shit to rile you up. <laughs> I'm really not. I just don't think that. I think he's biting more than he can chew. Like, too much money on the roster. <laughs> he's Chelsea through and through. He's been there around big players. But like managing and like. He's got some big players to manage. Eddie's not wrong. He's got, you know, managers at that level, just honestly at any level. When you're coaching, you have to keep 15 to 17 guys close to the fire, fire being playing time, because you're going to need them. And the best teams in the world are the teams that have 18 guys in the roster, so that way when they're training, it's really competitive. All right, Eddie, prediction time. Are you ready? We will give you the game. You give us the, the, <laughs> the prediction. Feel free to ask follow-up. Eddie, we got Saturday, we got Everton, West Brom. James looked good. Like, I didn't watch that game, but they say James looked good. Well, you guys <laughs> did. Um, I'm going to say Everton. Well, Richarlison missed a, a really. Missed, yeah. missed a sitter. That was crazy. Hey, Everton 2-0. Everton 2-0. I like that. Like it. We got Leeds, Fulham. Battle of the teams that just showed. <laughs> He's like a freshman in high school. Leeds is looking at this game is like, oh, thank God we're going to get three points this week. Yeah, Leeds is like, we might get three and a half and we beat that shit out of Fulham. Actually, I'll say, I'll, uh, I'll, oh, wow. I'll say wow. two, two, two. two. I'll say two, two. two. All right. All right. Leeds looked winded. The entire yeah, Leeds yeah. looked tired from minute one to minute 90. And wow. who pulled Eddie's up got hot takes. One of the a Leeds player pulled up with an injury, too. Can't remember. But th- yeah, they, they're gonna be they're gonna be yeah getting some R and R this week because they uh, play their balls off in that game. Man, and it's a championship versus championship. I say two two. I like that. It's gonna be a dogfight. Man yeah. United, Crystal Palace. <laughs> this one's tricky. Last season, United struggled against small teams a lot. Uh, but Crystal Palace is kind of one dimensional. Give it to Zaha, uh, 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 Zaha. Just give it to Zaha, and he'll figure it out. So I'll say. Uh, one nil, Man United. All right. Uh, we got a derby, Arsenal, West Ham. Oh, <laughs> Arsenal three nil. Jeez, I think that's right. He's right. <laughs> West Ham's going to be one of those teams that's going to be West Ham's fighting near the relegation, relegation after yeah. game two. South Especially Ham- if De- yeah, Declan Rice goes. Oh, Declan Rice to Chelsea. <laughs> Southampton, Tottenham. <laughs> Go ahead, make your prediction. <laughs> I'm ready. Dude, I'm he's, ready. he's coming He's coming for Mourinho, dude. He's coming. <laughs> I can see his face. He doesn't want to offend anybody. Let's remind us. I mean, Southampton lost. And he's like, I just met Jeff. No, Southampton looked so bad against Crystal Palace because it looked like a big team playing a small team. I'm like, it's Crystal Palace. You guys should have created more chances. But I'll say Tottenham won Southampton nil. Thanks. That that was kind of you. That was okay. <laughs> I say two nothing on that game, and I think Sun is gonna find the score sheet. Facts. Facts. We'll go Newcastle, Brighton Hove. Brighton lost to Chelsea today. Brighton lost to Chelsea. And it's a short week for them. I'll say I'll say one one. I think that's a They had so many chances against Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Lamptey's not terrible, man. Lamptey isn't terrible, I guess. He's a small I mean, small man. Mape's he's Mape a problem. Is okay. Yeah. We got Chelsea Liverpool. At the bridge, so not at Anfield. Oh, does it matter? I see your. They're all neutral. Maybe it does. Maybe there's like a situation there. You get to be in your own dressing room. <laughs> drink cart. They got a good drink cart. Yeah, they might have a good drink cart. What's up? 
I'll say two two. Ooh, Eddie, we got Lester Burnley. Geesh. Vardy Brace nil. Yeah. All right. Two nil, bro. Monday we got Aston Villa Sheffield. Oof, that one's easy. I'll say zero zero. Cool. Jeez. It's I gotta get one of those in there. Really yeah, you got it. And with with soccer, you gotta make sure you throw that oh, in. Oh, speaking of Aston Villa, they got you, they got Martinez. They got there's a son Martinez for twenty million. Martinez. I love how people are like Martinez. I'm like, that's not how you Martinez okay, for twenty million pounds? Euro? Twenty million bitcoins. So Jarrett's hoping that he has a good game. My entire fantasy team is all getting traded to other teams, lower teams. So <laughs> Jarrett thought that uh, Martinez was gonna gonna be uh, the starter. starter. I literally said that, and Thierry, the guest we had on, he's like, "You're an idiot, essentially." Which he's no, Thierry's right. No, no, no. Thierry's no. right. Thierry's right. He didn't say you were an idiot. He said, "I think Martinez Martinez deserves to start, but Leno is gonna be on the team." And, and I was I like, because I asked him, I'm like, "What about we think about Leno?" And then Leno starts because he's a baller and he's getting paid way more money than I was really wrong. And if you go back and listen to that, Terry is super diplomatic. But he he basically said you were very wrong and I was wrong. And I text you too. Yeah, Eddie, mad people texting me like, yo, Leno's super nice. I'm like, yo, Martinez forever. I the real goalkeeper they've had since, um, what's his name? Ponytail. No, not David Seaman. You put Peter Check. You put respect on Peter Check's name. <laughs> Peter Check was like passes. My guy, Peter Check's never he's timeless. Leno is nice, right? And so I put that question out there because I want I was like kind of baiting. I was baiting you guys. Yeah, well, I fell in it worked. It was like a tiger. <laughs> you had like you had like a dollar on a string. For a goalkeeper in Germany, you're really good. Facts. Jeff had like a dollar on a string and he was pulling it and I followed it for a mile and then a tiger ate me. <laughs> he dropped him to his fantasy. <laughs> I drafted him to my fantasy. Am I back? You know what? We're done. Anyways, Eddie, <laughs> Wolves, Manchester City. Uh, I want to go with my heart. Eddie, only go with your heart, my guy. Be romantic about it. Their first game back. Their first game back. 3-1 City. Ooh, buddy. I think that's right. Wolves? Yeah. Oh, no. I think here's the thing about Wolves. They didn't change. They're your, they're your ex-side chick. They only lost Doherty and, like, maybe another Player. Yeah, but Adama's been doing like ankle raises all summer. <laughs> Jimenez went Jimenez back to Mexico Silvata. and just loved it. Came back, he's feeling good. Dude, Nuno Santos just got signed on a three-year deal. I think she's still gonna win, but I think it's gonna be three to two. So you're taking one goal up on my yeah. guy, like he's yeah. wrong. Yo, yo, I think you're crazy. Yeah. Wolves get one more, but it's gonna be like two-two for like the whole game. For like the whole uh, second City half, will pull and in City will the pull in at the end. Like, like Aguero will get fouled in the box, and it'll be like a penalty or some shit, some bullshit like that. First five games of the season under Guardiola, City's been like clinical. So that's actually true. Historically, Eddie's so right. They normally start well. Well, last year I think like game two or three or one, they lost to Norwich three to two. Yeah, yeah, you're right about so maybe that. That's, maybe that happens right this year. And last year, they also lost to Wolves towards the end of the season. There's that cycle. Freaking like, men. Right before COVID. Clear the ball. And then Adama, who's like the Hulk and the thing put together, just like didn't even didn't even push him. He just like, I'm just going to bump you a little. And, and juggernaut. That dude's, that dude's next level physicality. I mean, they rub baby oil on him so people can't grab him. That's how freaking fast he is. He's ridiculous, dude. But he only can play like 30 minutes a game because he's just too fast. He's too fast. He's like overheats. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. Because he'll go all the way in, in, the, in the box and he's already winded. He's like, all right, what do I do now? Exactly, exactly. I, I honestly think that there's a argument to be talked about. He probably needs to lose muscle weight, yeah. and get a little bit more lean and be more like uh, Alfonso Davies or, you know, some another guy. I'm trying to think of like another player who's physically fit, like looks like. Like they're, skip, they're sh- skip the bench press. Like leg press is fine. Yeah, like Skip he just the bicep like, he, curls. He just has way too much weight on his body to be a successful soccer player. Like some of the best soccer players are skinny dudes. Like he honestly needs to have more like a Ronaldo body. That's it. Like Ronaldo's not huge up top because you don't want to be. I mean, Gerard Muller talked about that, I think, after the Champs League. He's like, Yeah, I like being skinny. The less muscle I have, the less injury, the more less injury prone I am. Wait, who said uh, it? Muller. Gerard Muller. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's super lean. He's super lean, and yeah. I think you'll agree. It's like maybe less bar stuff and more dumbbells. I don't know. Maybe more free weight. Maybe just muscle. I mean, the guy clearly is just like his body type is just to be bigger. So he doesn't really need. No, no, he it's it's a lot of genetics, but like he needs to train away from being so heavy up top to be able to probably go 90 minutes. Like there's guys who have legs of his size to his body. Like, Kunaguero and obviously Eden Hazard. <laughs> Eden Hazard. They, bo- they both have like big legs, but they're not like massive up top. The reason why I laugh about Eden Hazard is because Chelsea pulled a little stunt on Real when we sold that dude for $160 million, and then he scored one goal and he got fat again in the offseason. Hashtag Chelsea business. You like that, Jeff? 20 pounds overweight? What? Dude, he's like 15 pounds overweight, but when you're 5'6", that's like 90 pounds overweight. <laughs> And he comes back for the second time. They're like, Ed, and run the beep test. And he's like, ha, oh. <laughs> I'm so happy. We sold that dude at the height of his, like, the pinnacle. We got him after the World Cup. He's feeling good. He beats he beats Arsenal in the FA Cup. We sell him the Real. He gets the Real seven and a half kilos overweight. They try to get him down. They never get him down. He scores one goal in La Liga. One goal. You know who scored a goal last year also in the Premier League? I'm pretty sure Rudiger probably scored a goal. Well, I like Hazard. I, I think Hazard is like one of the greatest Premier League, one of the greatest players to play in the Premier League. I think he definitely was a serious problem while he was there. He definitely had better years than not. Like he won the PFA when they won in 2014, I believe. And then two seasons later, he didn't do anything. I mean, he scored. I mean, wasn't scored it the first season you guys won the Champions League? That's when he came? No, he came the season after when we actually won the Europa League. He probably joined because he saw that we were a bigger club. So he joined in 2012, I believe, and then we won Europa with him. So he won Europa twice, I believe. That's well, it. that's all the games. That's it, Eddie. Thank you for joining the boys and bolas tonight. It's been good to have you. For having me, I'm really proud of myself for staying on topic because for a little while there, I was like, let me just try to stay on the subject at hand. So well, we're really thank thank you for staying on. Well, I'm interested now. If you were to go off topic, what's like the number one thing you'd want to talk about? <laughs> oh man the fact that city's got all this money and they can't buy a fucking back four like a proper back four like the messy thing is what i really wanted like i've like i've need i need this outlet of like why are you guys worried about Messi when you don't have a left back you you, you guys have been hitting or missing at left back you guys they should have got they should have gone all in for Chilwell. And they need at least two world class. They need two more center backs. Two more, even with Ake, the Ake purchase. They need two more four star center backs minimum. Like that's, it's. I don't feel like that's off topic. That's. I mean, topic. clearly that's probably why even no, if that's Messi topic, was able man. to go, they wouldn't have bought him. And that's what Thierry said too. Buying Messi would be a horrible buy. And I think the longer people think about it, they're like, 
And I love Messi. Sorry. No, you're right. I mean, no, that's fine. Putting Messi on that team doesn't matter if you can't keep the ball out of the goal. Laporte isn't the answer. That's the that's the problem with with Manchester City. Koulibaly. That's Koulibaly. That's where you need to go. Upacampo might have been yep. might have been okay. For both of you guys, watch out for Upamecano from he's, RB. He's Light. coming. He's coming. What do you mean, watch out? You you don't think Frank Lampard's texting him right now on WhatsApp? <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? That guy. He's he's hard, dude. He's he good. is the dark skinned Van Dyke. The dark. Oh, let's not talk about Van Dyke. Van Dyke, Van Dyke is. Van Dyke is having a bad. That was a freaky, weird Liverpool game. Van Dyke looked like freaking Zuma. No, Van Dyke looked like Rudiger. Ooh, ooh Rudiger. Sorry. No, Rudiger. Rudiger at least has some fight in him. <laughs> looked like Rudiger, Zuma. Yeah, he's got some fight when he's scoring own goals. He's celebrating. <laughs> what a guy. No, I don't think that's off topic. It's I think not off topic. That, yeah, that's on. That's off topic would have been like you just found a new vegan recipe or something. Yeah, like no. That. Like, <laughs> we don't talk about city because we don't have like a lot of city people who come on this pod but we've like, had one city guest come on nick came on and like their whole thing everything with city is like hanging their hat on scoring goals and i've talked about their the reason why they get they didn't win the ch- in the premier league last season is because they couldn't keep the ball out of the net and they couldn't be consistent you're a team playing city if you can get three just three counter not even chances just three counter attacks against them you will score at least one of those you have to bury at least or, one you will get, you will be, some player will get sent off because they are. Yeah, exactly. One of their, one of City's players will get sent off. In the, in the Champions League game where. No, we, we, uh, City lost to Lyon. 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 Where Ederson was playing way out of position, like a sweeper, was pretty much the way, how I summed up their philosophy at defense, right? Is that they're like all in with that philosophy is where they're going to, they're going to play at the back. They're going to let Ederson kind of dictate where the ball is going to go to move it up the field. And if he fucks up, their whole defense fucks up. It was on full display there. Ederson just blew it a few times. Their defense couldn't handle what he was doing out of the back, and they lost the game. Teams are going to go back, and they're going to look at that game. They're going to watch that film, and they're going to be like, well, we know how to beat fucking City. We know how to beat City. Pretty easy. Just press, press, press. Ever since company left, he had two qualities, defense and leadership. Those are the two things City's missing, like, big time. Because the other thing is, like, David Silva being captain of that team is, like, David Silva doesn't talk. He's he's a very quiet, like, he's a quiet assassin. You need, like, you need somebody who's going to, like, yell at people. Like, even if you're trying to be fancy and tiki-taka, like, you need... Puyol was that for Barca. Like, Puyol, I remember Puyol, that... There's that video of him, like, PK gets something thrown at him, and he's, like, starting to, like, oh, no. And Puyol's, like, shut the fuck up, and, like, the set piece is about to come. Like, you you ha- you still need those types of players. They're not dead. Yeah, being a vocal leader on the team is definitely something that's huge. And there's always a vacuum when you lose a player like Company, when Chelsea lost Terry, when United lost Vidic, right? United win the league with Ferguson, with Vidic. He moves on a couple seasons after United down the tanks. We lose John Terry. We struggled for a while. We were able to kind of fill it with Gary Cahill and some other things. But, I mean, Koulibaly and Van Dyke and Umpa Makano, that's like it. I used to be able to, like, list off 15 center backs I was excited about. I put Sergio Ramos in there, too. I don't mean to put any hate on that guy's name. That guy's a baller, even though I don't like him. I, I don't like him, but he's a baller. But that's about it. Like, Jared Piquet, he needs a, he needs someone next to him to kind of help him. Without Mascherano next to him or without Puyol, he's lost. So. Bringing Arsenal back into conversation – Arsenal hasn't had that the past since Cherry on. Like, that's one of Arsenal's biggest problems is there is no leadership 
in because like the manager can do as much as they can prepare the team, but like on field. Two words, David Luis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I gotta go. I was wrong. I was. He's a defensive midfielder at birth, and he's been playing out of position his entire life. Okay. Uh, so my prediction from that game was that uh, the other team was going to score off a of Dava Luis. Somebody's going to kick the ball off Dava Luis's face, and it was going to drop to like a a player, and they were going to score. He didn't even he didn't even dress that game. Well, you're not wrong, Jeff. The first game he plays this season, that will happen. Oh, it's, it's in the stars. That's true. It's like a butterfly effect situation. Dava Luis. I think that's it, Jarrett. That's it. Eddie, uh, Eddie, Eddie, we love you. You got to come back on the pod. I do. Maybe you make it. Come we, we can come do it once a month or something if you guys want. Yeah, maybe make like, a trip up to Massachusetts. Yeah, we will. Uh, we'll have our first guest. Well, good luck this week, Eddie, to your main chick and side chick. Same thing to you, Jeff, to your main chick and side chick. Leeds is my Leeds is my because I love me some Bielsa. Leeds is like my. See this one talking about. Let's do place games, man. Listen, I love Bielsa, okay? I love, I love, I just want to stay up. Yeah, so I, they'll stay up. But they, he was sitting on top of an overturned bucket. Yeah, yeah, like the game. Bielsa bucket. The Bielsa it's bucket. A, it's a meme. It's the best thing Maybe I've ever seen. Maybe we should get seen. buckets for the he studio. Didn't move, he didn't leave that bucket all game. I kind of like it, like a dedication. It's like a, it's like a scarecrow. We'll have to see how, how it turns up next game. Eddie, thank you for joining us. Be well, and we will be in touch soon. Be well. Take care of yourselves. Thank you, Jarrett. Oh, thanks, Jeff. Ciao. Ciao. Uh, Jose, frustrating afternoon for you. What are your reflections on what you saw? I didn't like that so many referees on the pitch, on the touchline, and uh, in front of the screen, allow a, a free kick to be taken five or six meters in front, which creates a totally different angle of cross and a totally different angle to a press. To, to attack the ball and to, to put the defensive uh, zone line. Uh, I can complain now because I was complaining after the goal, uh, before the goal. Uh, I was complaining already with the referees before before the goal. Um, but I didn't like my team. Thanks for listening to the Boys and Bolos podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, Twitch, at Boys and Bolos. If you'd like to be a guest, please reach out. You can hit us on any of the social media accounts that Jeff just mentioned. Or email us directly at boysandbowls at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time.